sitting here in Kamashita with a special uh, cage in the corner of the room this week. Welcome to Hand of Pod. wondering what that cage is for. We've had to lock our guest into it because uh, Seba has threatened to tear him limb from limb. Otherwise, there's there's tension in the air for this special Copa America preview. I'm Sam Kelly. As I've already mentioned, Seba Garcia is with us for the first one of these preview issues. Hola. I'm also joined by English Dan, a.k.a. Dan Edwards. Hello. And Australian Dan, a.k.a. Dan Colasimone. Good evening. And this week we have a very special guest. It's Caetano. And as his name might suggest, he's from Seba is still growling in the corner. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's from Italy. <laughs> I'm afraid he's not. He's he's from Brazil. Go Brazil! <laughs> and uh, as as listeners will will already in fact know by the time they've clicked play on this podcast because it's in the title of the podcast. This is a Copa America preview special edition of Hand of Pod. We're discussing the Brazilian national team, who are among the favourites for the tournament, I think it's fair to say. It, I think they'll probably reach at least the quarterfinals. I think it's smart to say it. If you want to be to make a good guess, you must say it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's certainly worth, worth a bet anyway. Uh, Br- Brazil will be there or thereabouts in this tournament. It's like they say, it's just like watching Norwich. It's English football club that play in the same colours as Brazil. And they sing, it's just like watching Brazil. (laughs) In fact, Barnsley did that as well. They don't play in the same colours, but when they were in the Premier League, they were they were singing the same chant. Um, Caetano, can you start off by telling us uh, or telling our listeners? What it is that you do within within uh, knowing about the Brazilian exactly, and, and what on earth are you doing in, in Argentina as a Brazilian? All right. Well, first of all, uh, nice to meet you guys. Uh, I'm here in Argentina as an economist. I said my degree here in Argentina, uh, the economist degree, and now I'm working as a consultant, a financial consultant in a consultant agency, mm-hmm. and. Well, I'm being here in Argentina for four, four years and a half, and a half, and I and I tend to stay here a couple, a few months more. If we let you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, just uh, to the end of the Copa America. If I if I don't make too much mess, I'm pretty much confident that I'm going to. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to survive. You just need to uh, keep a low profile and stay quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan, you're asking a Brazilian to keep a low profile. I mean, <laughs> come on, come on. It's fine. Tell us about your your footballing life. Like, uh, which which team do you support in Brazil? Uh, I support Santos. Uh, yeah, Santos from Pelé. Well, we're going to talk about Santos a little later in in the podcast, of course. Um, because as most of our listeners are probably aware, they're in the final of the Copa Libertadores, which 
as we're recording, it's still eight days away. Uh, but by the time this goes online, it will just be a, a few short days away. So we'll get some thoughts on that. But first of all, we want to ask you about the Brazilian national team. By the time this podcast goes online, the squad will already have been announced, but we're actually recording two or three hours before it's announced, uh, annoyingly. So just going through the main players, perhaps a lot of the players, a a lot of the players who are going to be kind of key members, our listeners are going to be aware of. Uh, Julio Cesar in goal, European watchers will have been aware of him. But, yeah, precisely. Uh, Daniel Alves and, and the rest. But uh, in terms of players outside Europe, who you would expect to be important ones, players who are playing their club football in Brazil, mm-hmm. who do you think are going to be the, the key ones? Well, uh, first of all, uh, I think that we have uh, changed a lot from the national team of the World Cup 2010. The, the, this national team had uh, the characteristic of being very uh, calm team, a very defensive. Uh, we, we we saw it because for a Brazilian team we don't play back, we play forward, and, uh, and this Dunga was trying to keep a defensive style. Dunga is a very uh, technical man, you know, in his. Uh, years as a player, he was very tactical. Very, he was the captain of the team. He was the the most uh, let's do things right. But he was not like go go forward. And uh, the change for uh, to now, I believe that now we are having a more uh, a national team with more young people, with young players, and we are trying to make the characteristic of being fast and forward. So there's going to be. More of an emphasis on attack than we saw. For it. sure. It's going to be more uh, similar to the... In, in Britain, especially, um, a lot of the commentators like to say that Brazil always attack. And, and they were even saying this during the last World Cup, when it was obviously not true. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, not true, not true. But, uh, but this year in the Copa America, we can expect to see a more attack mind. No, yeah, we can expect to, to see uh, players with much more skills for doing some dribbles, dribbles, I don't know how to say it. Dribbles. Dribbles. Uh, yeah. And uh, for making, uh, go, f- running, 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 running fast and make, uh, looking for goals, goals, goals. We, uh, what we expect for this Copa America is, is that every team that plays uh, plays against Brazil plays uh, uh, defending because we are going to go forward, and that's the first difference I can say. But the difference, uh, this difference, I think that uh, Mano is trying to do not change the the players or the characteristics of the defensive uh, players, but but by changing the the players that are in the mid. In the middle of the, yeah, uh, midfield, <laughs> I don't know, from the midfield, from, from the midfield uh, to to the uh, to the other goal, because we, if we look to the plantel, yeah, uh, squad. to the squad, we can say we can see that uh, Julius Cesar is still there, uh, Michael, Lucio, Daniel Alves. Uh, we have uh, Luisão. We have a very similar characteristic of starters uh, as we had. Uh, in the World Cup 2010, but now we have uh, new names that I, I think it's going to make a lot of difference in the in the at- in the attack, mm-hmm. uh, in the attack and the midfield uh, forward. We can mention 
Lucas, a very young man. It's a new a young man from Sao Paulo. Uh, in fact, uh, we expect more from these uh, guys to the Confederation Cup in uh, 2013 and the World Cup in 2014. But I, we, well, you Master City fan. Uh, Elano, you must remember Elano. Uh, Elano is now, nowadays is playing for uh, for the biggest uh, team in South America, Santos. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, and Elano said uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, if you ask me, if you ask me, who who? Uh, no, they, they asked he. Uh, who who is better? Uh, which is better? Who is better? Uh, Messi or Neymar? Mm -hmm. uh, he oh. said, I prefer Neymar. Uh, who said that? No, 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 maybe. Uh, maybe he said that because he expects more from Neymar than he... Uh, you must remember, uh, Messi is kind of five years old, older or six years older than Neymar, yeah. and he do really expect a lot of Neymar. Neymar, it's a very uh, pay attention to to this player. Ne Neymar, now uh, in the last Brazilian national team uh, games. He is a starter as an attacker of uh, attacker attacker yeah, uh, of yeah. Brazil, and you can imagine Brazil for uh, has, has has a history of uh, good attackers, mm. and he is uh, 19 years old, just turned 19 years old, and he's already a starter of the national team, uh, and that, that's great stuff. It's tough, you know. And Messi, when is, Messi was a starter at 18. <laughs> no, 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 but, but, but we are talking of Brazil here, not of Argentina. You mentioned well, Messi. We, 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 we have uh, players to make, to make three national teams, you know. I'd, I'd like to just, can I, can I call some peace? We've already... Seba has, has just accused Caetano of mentioning Brazil, and I'd just like to remind Seba that that's why we invited Caetano. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned Messi. He mentioned Messi. That's, that's, that's very true. Um, I, I think also that I, I didn't said Elano said that. Too. Elano, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an, an international and club teammate, uh, yeah, Neymar, yeah. has said that Neymar. Is but, but I think but that uh, he is going to be a, a very special player in this uh, cup. Yeah. And as well, we can remember. We can remember uh, he is being from Santos uh, from from tr for three years now. He started playing for Santos when he was 16, and already as a starter he has just two years. And already we have two Paulistas that uh, it's a regional uh, championship in, in Brazil. The important uh, the uh, we won state championship, but you can imagine São Paulo. Uh, it's a state with four. 40 million people yeah. and, and, and the GDP like, of Argentina. Yeah. You, you can imagine, it's a very good, uh, very. very uh, we have Corinthians, yeah. Sao Paulo, and Santos, Palmeiras. It's yeah. a very no. competitive. Yeah. Just no, no, just 40. <laughs> no, 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 here. Here are you, English people. <laughs> how, how, many, how many teams do France have? France. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain, you know, uh, Lyon and Marcel. Well, to me, I think a better, a, a better question is how many teams were in with a realistic shot of the Premier League title in England this year, yeah. and it's Manchester yeah. United and Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, so, but Liverpool, so Liverpool, City. For Argentina, but, uh, no, I, I, I think he, uh, he has a point, and I, I, I've been reading a lot of uh, good things about Neymar, 
But every time I tried to watch a game uh, with Neymar, yeah. I couldn't see him because he was always lying on the floor, <laughs> diving, oh, yeah. wasting time, pretending he's not, injured. Never the kind of behaviour yeah. we'd expect from an Argentine. No, seriously. Well, not from Messi. We have that, that, we, we, that knowledge. We know that. But... Uh, uh, just to finish, uh, he, he won these two championships last year, and mm-hmm. this year we are uh, in the, f- in the f- 50, uh, no, 50 month, 50 yeah. month, and we already ha- uh, won- he already won the South American World Cup of uh, under 20, the this Paulista Regional Championship again, and we are in the final of the Libertadores again, yeah. and last year we won the Brazilian uh, Copa do Brasil, not the Brasileirão, uh, championship. So, uh, he is amazing. I cannot say anything. And can I really um, quickly ask, um, how, how far into we... Uh, sorry, how, how far into the Brasileiro are we at the moment? Has it started yet? We are just in the third round. How, how has Santos' form been so far? With uh, that? We are not good. We are uh, four... Uh, well, we disputed uh, nine, nine points, okay. three matches, and we have four points. But to be fair, oh, but Santos have also been playing reserves right. in that Brasilia. Yeah, yeah of course, but at least the, the, three match, the three matches with the B, the B team. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, we yeah. can't really say anything so about Santos. Santos. Exactly. Although Seba was being slightly uh, antagonistic. Uh, the point about Neymar, I think, is valid because uh, right. I mean, I remember watching him against uh, Argentina in the under twenty, for example, in the, in uh, Sudamericana, and it's true, like. He, he was, he on, the, a lot. He was yeah. on the floor, he was arguing with the referee. We didn't see, like, he saw yeah. what he wanted to play. He's, he's, he's absolutely amazing. I've, I've seen a couple how, of... How do you think he's going to, like, mentally, how do you think he's prepared for this Copa America? We say a lot of that in Brazil. I, I think that the referees uh, in Brazil, we, we know that, we know that are very different from the referees in Europe. We, every time, uh, the, the commenters of yes. the television says that uh, how is going to Neymar uh, to handle with the situation when he be in Europe? Because in Europe they they make a lot of faults yeah. uh, with with much harder intense than yeah. in Brazil, and he falls a lot in Brazil. So that that's a point that we already know. But the point as well is that I think we try to take care of these uh, special talent because. Uh, What's the point of he playing harder? He 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 going for every ball and suffering every fault. If he's uh, just 19 years old now and uh, underweight for sure, he him. Uh, what everybody says that he's trying to preserve himself. I have to to say that this is something that in Argentina we we kind of see the opposite argument. We have a lot yeah. of referees, and we were talking about it a few weeks ago here I think on if the we podcast. Further back from the start of the season when we saw Gio Moreno exactly horrifically injured, or, although he actually injured himself. Yeah, in case, but he, uh, was for the, yeah. he was kicked for the entire match. Yeah, but, but in so, Brazil that wouldn't happen. No. he would have got two kicks and Barrientos would have got red carded. Yeah, and, and, so and I think there is a point and here this about is, Argentina not taking care of their flair players. But this is something where, for instance, in Britain and um, in perhaps several other European leagues as well, but definitely in, in the Premier League, which of course is the one that I'm. Most I pay the most attention to. 
it doesn't really get commented on at all mm. where you see a lot of these strong challenges going in. Here in Argentina, people complain that too many of them are allowed to happen and that we're not doing enough, or sorry, we, <laughs> the, <laughs> the authorities are not doing enough to protect um, the talented young players. In Brazil, it's completely the opposite where the onus is very much on the attacking player. They're, they're the ones who are given the benefit of those kind of calls. Completely, totally. Uh, that's true. In Brazil, uh, anything that happens in, in against... Uh, tucker yeah. uh, the, the referee will say uh, fall you know mm-hmm. like if he touched the shirt of the attacker fall if he everything everything so going back yeah. to, the, to the question like that explains why it happens in Brazil but how do you think Neymar is going to handle firstly like say the Copa America and then perhaps if he gets transferred to Europe how do you think yeah, yeah. I, I, that's a good point I'm a little bit afraid of that because uh, maybe that, that's true maybe Remar, Neymar in Copa America will receive a yellow card or a red card for I don't know for, for, for pretending how he's fallen but that, that's a point but the, but, not, yeah. but I'm not sure of that as well because we, we can say that there is a lot of pressure of the media and uh, Brazil media in this Copa America ah me if my friends don't yeah I don't I there, there is no uh, necessity of t- saying how much money we are going to put in, in Argentina I, I think so the Brazilian media will be uh, will be uh, with the eyes in Neymar every time, every time he, uh, we already know that he is the most popular player in the actual uh, Brazilian team. So I, there is the pressure under the referees. The referee will know Ooh, if I put a yellow, if I put a red car in Neymar, I will be remembered every time the, uh, the the Brazilian media will say we are out of the Copa America because of this referee. Maybe the FIFA put the referee in the Africa next time. <laughs> so there is this pressure as well, uh, and I think that this pressure is valid uh, pressure because in the South America uh, Cup uh, under twenty. Neymar falls a lot. I, I look at him and, and I talk to myself, hey Neymar, stand up, man, what's going on? Sure. But he didn't uh, went to red card. Uh, there, there were some, some, uh, some uh, times that you were for sure he was pretending. And the, the referee didn't say anything. Yeah. So I think that the referees are kind of afraid of Neymar. Right. Yeah. And, and so the other thing that we can add to this, uh, because a lot of our listeners particularly in Anglophone countries, some of them might have this idea that it's just more accepted in Brazil, but it's the Brazilian people notice this going on as well and aren't necessarily happy with it. Yeah, we are not necessarily happy with that. Uh, sure. But, uh, yes, I, <laughs> as a Brazilian, as long as we win, <laughs> it's fine. Well, then one, thing, one thing that I'm thinking, just as you were saying that, that I was thinking was that we know that the draw in the Copa America is likely to mean that Argentina and Brazil won't meet before the final. Yeah. That's the most likely final, if, if we're being completely blunt about it. And Neymar, as we've all seen in the, in the Libertadores and in the Sudamericano Sub-20, very pacey player with really good technique. And the one thing that Argentina lack in defence are defenders with a lot of pace. 
Yeah, so, we're not here to talk about Argentina. No, I mean, we're going to talk about Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about Argentina properly in a couple of weeks. But, but in, no, of course, yeah. But, but, but in, terms of, in terms of trying to, to suggest who's going to be the favourite here, it's, that, that could be a major factor because we're talking about a team who are expecting, I would think, to get to the final at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And anything else is going to be... A relatively speaking a disappointment yeah. um, just a, a reminder for listeners Brazil won the last two Copa Americas and they won four of the last, last five, five. Yeah. So and in both their of the two it was Argentina in the final yeah, and, then, so. and, and in one of them it was the B team of Brazil yeah. they, they didn't bring the, the I, best I, I they I'm just 22 years old uh, just turning to 83 and for every uh, for all my life we always won the Copa America <laughs> you know? sure. but, but, but Argentina but, has more titles uh, but if we take the recently uh, retrospective uh, 20 years, 20 years Brazil is much right. better. So, yeah. But if you make a completely retrospective 80 years, I don't know, Argentina is... 90. 90. Well, 95, in fact. Yeah. It's the first one we did. Argentina, Argentina is... Argentina and Uruguay. Yeah, we, we are just getting to... to to draw with you, you well know. I think if, if Brazil were to win this year I think it would be their 10th I think okay. it would be their 9th possibly their 9th they've either Uruguay got 8 or 9 Argentina now Argentina have 14 and, yeah. and Brazil 8 see uh, don't, don't complain we must win <laughs> but this is this is something that I, I was wondering because certainly as Seba says one of the last two titles that Brazil have won at least one was with a B team in the final and the way that I saw it, certainly the last two Copa Americas, w- was that Brazil were taking it notably less seriously than the rest of the competition. Yes. Argentina sent their strongest side. Uruguay, Paraguay, Chile, all of the other sides were sending really strong sides. Brazil won the last one with a reserve team. And with a manager who was saying, the Copa America doesn't matter. The South American Championship is the World Cup qualifying table. And they still won it. So... What, what's the, the pressure in, in the media in Brazil? What is it going to be like leading into the Copa America? Uh, is everybody going to be saying that Brazil have to win this title or is there not going to be much of an expectation? I think that's true. I think that unless Copa America, Copa America uh, we, we knew that we were with the t- beat team, but for us, the, the, I think, in, uh, I don't know uh, if our Brazilians thought like that, but for us, it was like a test. It was like, let's see how these players that are not famous uh, do. And we, when we lose, uh, the last two World uh, Cup Americas, that's true, no, not just the 2007, the other. Uh, when we lose the last two World Cups, like to France and to Netherlands, Netherlands yeah. we were like, whoa. Why did uh, the coach change again the, the team? Because when we go with the B team, we win. And, and I think that, <laughs> and I think that, uh, that the point that the B team is, was not the B team. The B team was meant to be the eight, the alpha team. Right. But, but uh, I think that, that that's a kind of complaint that we Brazilians had. Because uh, the B team uh, usually is complaining compounded uh, with more younger players composed, most composed with uh, younger players uh, and faster maybe uh, less famous and that's that's a quality because and with, and with more points to prove huh? as well yeah. 
they have more to prove. Uh, we uh, that, that's a very famous point because uh, four years ago we said we don't want more stars. We want people that plays with the shirt of Brazil and this say this Dunga, I love it. This was under Dunga as manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the Dunga, but Dunga turned to be not uh, as we wish it. <laughs> so so you, you agree on one part with the Dunga mentality of let's play for the shirt, let's play for the pride of yeah, but the, the national team, but then the tactics you didn't like. Yeah, that's the point. I, I agree with the Dunga mentality of if you want to play in the national team, play it. Because uh, you want to win, because you love it, not don't because you want to be uh, here to say, hey, I played, uh, yes, well. No, no, see. But Dunga Tatkis was very strange because he, he he didn't want to take risks. Like, oh, if, um, I don't know, but maybe if I put some uh, more uh, tension in, in, the, in the attack, maybe we will suffer some goals. So, oh, then let's not do it. But no, 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 we don't think like it. <laughs> we one, we don't like to fear. We like to be feared. <laughs> this is one thing that I wanted to ask about the, the change of managers. Because everybody saw at the last World Cup particularly how when you lost to the Netherlands, it was like a... Party. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, um, I, I'm wearing a bright orange. <laughs> It's. Uh, I, I don't like the Dutch national side, especially. Oh, right. um, so I should clarify that for for our guest. But when you lost to the Netherlands last year, it was it was like a freak result. It was as if the Brazil side had forgotten what they were meant to be doing for the second half of that game. Yeah. And Mar- Manuel Menezes, the current manager, as you've already suggested, has changed the approach, but has kept that defence and. Uh, to me, I think that's a good idea because Brazil's defence for four years in the run-up to the World Cup was just awesome. Um, yeah, I noticed what he did when he first came in was that, as a lot of coaches do, they want to change everything and he, and he brought in a lot of new defenders and uh-huh. now he's basically, as you said earlier, he's gone back to the same, yeah. the, the defence of the World Cup. But, yeah, now perhaps he's trying more players in, in midfield and attack a different variety. We were kind of very satisfied with our def- uh, defence. Uh, in 2002, uh, Lucio was... I hated Lucio for that moment. Yeah. Uh, in 2002, Lucio was like the Judas of Brazil, because we wanted to burn him. Because... <laughs> because uh, 2002, we should remind our listeners, was when Brazil last won the World Cup. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there was a match... I pretty much believe it was against England. Uh, the long ball that uh, uh, for Michael Owen, yeah. that Lucio passed to the guy, we were like, oh, Lucio, <laughs> don't come back to Brazil. <laughs> we will kill you. <laughs> but, uh, you always pick one player, right, for that? Because last time around it was Felipe Melo. Felipe, yeah, everyone yeah, turns back on Felipe Melo. The, the enemy, yeah. Yeah. But, but in 2002, 
uh, we didn't kill him because uh, <laughs> because we won because we won. Sure. But uh, for a long time uh, we we said no, we don't want to lose you in, in the World Cup 2006. He's He's very bad. It took a long time for the Brazilian people to, to, accept, him again. to accept Lucio again. But for now, we are very happy. And he's the captain of the, of the Brazilian team now. And yes, we are happy. I, I have a question that affects me personally. How much would it mean to you, personally, and for, um, to all Brazilian fans, to win Copa America here in Argentina? I mean, in the in enemy's ground. A historical question first to Seba. Have Brazil won it in Argentina before? Oh, you kill me there. I have no idea. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I, don't Easy. So. I, I don't know the answer either. I don't think I, don't I have, but I'm not sure. Ah, sorry. There was a Copa America here in Argentina. It was in, in 87. It was the last time there, there uh, was a Copa America here. Yeah. Uruguay won. won it. Oh, Uruguay yeah. won it in 87. I don't think Brazil have won it in Argentina before. I'm not, uh, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. You kill me there. I'm, I'm going to look that up before I put it on. Would it be... Something special, or do you think it's not important? It's just a matter of winning it, and yeah, yeah, that's it. I think that as a non-typical Brazilian, in a certain way, living here in Argentina, I I have some respect for for the Argentinians. Some, some I am, I am, I am, I am, I am a very rare Brazilian. I must, I must repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the Brazilians are saying, oh, let's win that Argentina, let's, let's uh, domain Argentina, let's, uh, wow, blah, blah. Uh, and, uh, no, no, for me, for me, we are playing Argentina, good night, uh, we are, we can watch the games, but, it's just another cup, you know. Yeah. Uh, you will have the, the. We will have the chance. In, we will have in, in you three have years. the chance, but we will have the you will have the pressure as yeah. well mm. because we we are playing not in our house. So I, I must always remember, as a Brazilian, I am not confident for the World Cup 2014. I, I don't like the idea of the World Cup 2014, I must say. Is, is this do, anything to do with the kind of superstition about 1950? Or? Yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, <laughs> after, after 1950, Uruguay won the World Cup in Maracana in the final. <laughs> I prefer to play not, uh, out of home, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see the great advantage of playing home because there is great pressure playing, playing home. Sure. So... And, and to uh, just clarify after that answer, we've just whilst we were saying this, we, we've managed to get confirmation that Brazil haven't ever won the Copa America in Argentina. Um, so it'll be interesting this this year because I would think that will start as favourites. Um, I think Argentina's favourites. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, certainly among the the top two. I mean, f- for me personally, I think that Brazil will be slightly in front. But as I've already said, it's. Uh, we're all expecting that to be the final. Yeah, I, I, I don't, in fact, uh, I don't believe that Brazil is like the, the favorite. Like, uh, you know, Uruguay, we can never forget Uruguay. Uruguay was the best Latin American team uh, last year. So they don't have this whole squad, but huh, they, they play well. Uh, Argentina is an amazing group. But and Brazil, I'm pretty much confident about the new stars, uh, rising stars. <laughs> but uh, Argentina is amazing squad. So 
I, I'm pretty much in Uruguay. Uruguay is a, as a surprise, not as a fa totally favorite, but can be a surprise. Argentina and Brazil for sure as a favorite, but it's very, very difficult to say Argentina yeah. or yeah. Brazil. I don't right. know. So, unfortunately, when I'm going to make you say it, uh, <laughs> because the question that we ask all of our guests for these Copa America previews, there are two questions. First, how far do you think Brazil will get? And secondly... If you don't think Brazil will win it, who is going to win it? I must say Brazil is going to win because, well, I have the feeling that Messi is a very, very, very good player. Mm -hmm. But in the national squad, I don't, don't, don't see any, uh, much uh, action. And if Brazil not win, I, d I don't know uh, how are the group, uh, the entire table formation. But supposing that Brazil and Argentina met in the final, uh, that's a simple question. If Brazil don't win, Argentina will win. <laughs> But uh, if Brazil and Argentina meet in the same final, be Argentina or be Brazil the one who, uh, the, which wins, maybe. No, no, Argentina. Argentina is my second. Okay. Bet. So you think Brazil, Brazil will win, and if not, Argentina. Yeah, yeah, Brazil. Okay. Brazil. That, that's no point. I think Seba, do you have to go now? Yeah. Okay, so Seba has to leave now. So we're going to play a bit of. Um... I have to go because you said Brazil is going to win. <laughs> 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 yeah, Seba's uh, <laughs> almost in tears <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, he's <laughs> going he, he, he may as well have brought his son Felipe to to sit in on his part at this point. He's having a tantrum. Um, <laughs> But we're going to play a little bit of music and then we'll come back for our listeners in 10 minutes. Well, we're going to, sorry, in 10 minutes, in, in 30 seconds for our listeners. When we're going to very briefly discuss the Copa Libertadores final. Since we've got a real living, breathing Santos fan in the room with us, it would be a shame not to. Uh, so bear with us for a second. discussed Brazil's Copa America hopes and now that Seba's left in disgust at the idea that Argentina might not win this, we're gonna it would be silly of us given that this podcast is going out a few days before the first leg of the Copa Libertadores final, not to ask our tamed Santos fan what do you think of Santos' campaign so far and how do you think that Santos are going to do in the final against Peñarol? I think that's going to be, that, that's a That's a really classical uh, final uh, for Santos, you know, because uh, in a retrospective we can say that the last, as I, as I remember, the last Libertadores we went to the final uh, was now 2011-2003 uh, against Boca Juniors, 1963 against Boca Juniors as well, and 1962 against Pierrot. Uh, this 62 and 63 uh, with Pelé we won Peñarol uh, and Boca Juniors and we should But mention as well um, for the historians Peñarol won the first two Copas Libertadores in 1960 and 61 and Santos won the next two in the next 62 and 63 uh -huh. and, and 62 was against Peñarol in the final so it's a real like a retro <laughs> <laughs> retro <laughs> yeah for sure but the 62 against Peñarol we won 
and the 62 3 against Boca we won but the 2003 against Boca we lose so I hope we don't lose against <laughs> Peñarol again right but uh, I think that Santos campaign it's kind of uh, interesting because we we have a lot of good players some are completely outstanding and some like uh, average but enough to make a good job the goalkeeper now it's doing really really fine it's like the goalkeeper is bringing a lot of uh, attention from the uh, from the people in the media because he he's doing a really great job as well as in the Libertadores as well as in Brazilian championships and uh, but the the most interesting thing is that uh, besides the good uh, uh, players that we have, we were like completely confused, completely a mess in the beginning of the year. So we was uh, almost out of the, of the Libertadores uh, mm-hmm. after the group phase. And in the group phase, in a, indeed, we just uh, qualified, just like we were the, uh, the best second. That's why we are going to play in, uh, at home. Uh, in the f- uh, last uh, match of the final, because Peñarol was second place as well in his group, but uh, we w- we just qualified as a s- uh, as a second. Uh, uh, I'm pretty much sure of the, the turning point in the campaign of Santos was with the arrival of Murici Hamalio, Murici Hamalio, uh, the actual coach of the team. Uh, it's a very very qualified coach. Uh, for a long time, he was coach of. For São Paulo, he, he was also uh, he nearly champion. took charge of Brazil, didn't he? When yeah, uh, when Manuel that, That's true. Uh, when uh, Dunga was out, the first name in the mind of the Brazilians was Murici Ramalho. But Murici Ramalho was do, uh, doing very good job in his ancient team. The point is that uh, Murici Ramalho won uh, with São Paulo the uh, the World Team Cup uh, 2006. You know uh, a lot of uh, national championships. Uh, he has a, a very good uh, history in Brazil. Uh, not uh, not much in European teams, but in Brazil he's very famous. Because last year, of course, he's the defending champion because he won the league with Fluminense. And just a correction, uh, the, the 2006 uh, World Team uh, Championship was uh, international time and Sao Paulo was 2005. But uh, the, the interesting turning uh, in the Mauricio arrival is that uh, Santos, he, every time he was uh, making goals, it is the statistics of the beginning of the year, uh, Santos was like three uh, goals per match. After the arrival of Murici, we are like one, uh, one point two, one, just, just, uh, just both one. We we uh, fall a lot uh, our average of goals per match, mm. but we we have been like for uh, our goalkeeper have been like almost uh, for a few minutes, almost six completely matches without. Uh, Right. Being conceding, uh, conceding a goal, yeah. Being conceding a goal. Without conceding a goal, we have been like eight maps without losing uh, after his arrival. He's already in Santos for sixty days, and we have just lose uh, two matches. No, three matches. Two with the B team and just one with the uh, A team. Yeah. What's the keeper's name, by the way? I don't think we mentioned. Rafael. 
the name of the, the goalkeeper. goalkeeper. He's a very the goalkeeper is a very young man uh, called Rafael. Rafael in Espanol, Rafael in you know, in English. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much confident he's going to be a, a great goal, goalkeeper in the future. So yeah, yeah. that's a change in the structure. Santos is a more defensive team now, but. With very skilled uh, four f- uh, attackers. And uh, the important to thing to say is that Ganso is coming back in the second match of the final. Yeah, Ganso. Sorry, I wanted to talk about maybe in the Brazil section, which we didn't get around to, but a really important player for Santos. Yes, Ganso is a really, really important player that are coming back, and we are really. Hopeful that he's going to do a great job in the second match of the final. Caetano, thank you very much for for joining us. <laughs> it's a shame that we don't have longer to talk about this, but uh, English Dan has to do some work on Ronaldo's farewell match, yep. which which will have which taken place, of course, by the time our listeners hear it this. Will have taken place because I yeah, <laughs> because I don't uh, unfortunately have the ability uh, to yeah. edit matches. In, in two minutes uh, to edit podcasts when we've been recording for 35 minutes but thank you very much for talking to us uh, and thank you to our listeners for listening I'm Sam Kelly and I'll say goodbye for now it's goodbye from Caetano goodbye people <laughs> and goodbye from English and Australian Dan and also from Seb on his behalf I guess. All right. goodbye Good ciao